Hi, I'm Dr. Sky, welcoming you and yours to the Dr. Sky Experience. Exclusive content from the realms of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather here on America's Great Talk Radio 77 WABC from New York City and around the world. Welcome to the Dr. Sky Update, episode number two. We thank each and every one of you for listening to this particular podcast. In weeks and months to come, we will continue to have long-form interviews with special guests that are newsmakers from the realms of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather, and about those in the know with American exceptionalism. Interesting topics. But we begin episode number two of our Dr. Sky Update by beginning with Earth's nearest neighbor, the Moon. We find out that as of the 17th of October, the Moon reached its last quarter phase. From now until the end of the month, the moon continues to wane as a waning crescent moon, meaning it rises later and later, or earlier and earlier, depending on your perspective, into the early morning hours. That all ends on the 25th of October as we reach the next of the new moons we call the dark of the moon. This is an interesting time because in this particular Dr. Sky update, we find out that there'll be an interesting meteor shower for you to look at. And even if you're in the bright lights of America's great New York City, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, dark skies are what you need. But serious sky watchers, when they go out there and look, also have a chance to see something with the Orionid meteor shower. The Orionid meteor shower, by the way, is one of the oldest meteor showers known. But it's also very interesting because all the debris that you happen to see from this particular meteor shower, it's all debris from one of the most famous of all comets called Comet Halley. And if you missed Halley's Comet back in 1986, well, it won't return visually as the comet itself until the year 2061. But you can still see some of these comet crumbs, as people call them. When, where do you look? Look into the eastern part of the sky starting on the evening of the 19th of October and into the morning hours of the 20th, the constellation of Orion rising in the eastern sky just around midnight. The upper, upper left star of that constellation, Orion, is a funny named star called Betelgeuse. That's the region, that red-orange supergiant star, that's the area in the sky where these particular meteors are seen in our sky. Don't expect hundreds of meteors, but if you do see any of these so-called shooting stars, you're seeing again, not to be too repetitive, debris from one of the most famous of all comets, Halley's Comet, which in past has been referred to as Mankind's Comet, because at the turn of the last century, in 1910 when it came, a lifespan of a person pushed, if they were lucky, to the orbital period of Halley's some 76 years. But you have an opportunity to see it. But let's talk a little bit more about planets. The Greek word planeteos, meaning wandering stars. In our skies this particular week, we have a good number of planets. We begin in the evening sky, looking high in the south. Even in light-polluted cities, you have a chance to see Saturn with the naked eye. Right now, the planet Saturn, believe it or not, is 874 million miles away from you. And if you could jump on a light beam, yes, the speed of light, it would take you some 78 minutes just to get from the Earth to the planet Saturn. And by the way, if you ever wanted to ask friends or question people about what the speed of light is in miles per hour, probably better for you to tell them. You have an exclusive. The speed of light in miles per hour, get a load of this, is 670 million miles an hour. So the planet Saturn is far, but for more serious observers with telescopes, the planet has a diameter of some 17 seconds of arc, meaning you can see the ring system easily and probably spy on one of the brighter satellites of Saturn, that is Titan, 
the largest satellite in the solar system that has a me measurable and major atmosphere. Titan is usually easier seen on one edge of the ring or the other. Let us know. And by the way, if you'd like to get in touch with me, that's easy too. My email is just simply drsky, D-R-S-K-Y show at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you on these great realms from astronomy, space, aviation, and weather. But next up, moving to the left in the sky, no doubt needs no introduction, is the giant planet of the solar system. The planet Jupiter, the god of the gods, Zeus. The planet Jupiter shines extremely bright. And many of your friends and neighbors are probably wondering, hey, what's that bright thing that sits in the east right around sunset time? Well, that's Jupiter. Right now, it's 374 million miles from your eye. The planet itself, for those more advanced observers, has a diameter of some 47 seconds of arc, meaning it's fairly large. You'll get to see the major Galilean satellites that Galileo himself first observed on or about January 7th of the year 1610. And if you could jump on that magical light beam, it would take you from the Earth to get to Jupiter. How about that? A 33-minute distance in time. Maybe that's like flying from New York to Washington, D.C., you know, the old days with the shuttles. And that is not space shuttles, but airline shuttles. So imagine how fast light travels. And then continuing to look into the northeast sky right after 10 p.m., that bright orangey-red thing. Yes, a thing. It's a planet. It's the planet Mars, the red god of war. It now is 64 million miles away from your eye. The object for more advanced observers with telescopes, 14 seconds of arc in diameter. What does that mean? It means that if you have a larger telescope, you'll be able to see surface details. And I've been observing the planet Mars, and hopefully you can too. But for the naked eye view, just know Mars gets closer to the Earth as we move on to about December the 7th. We'll have a special surprise for many of our listeners here at this particular blog and this particular update, known as the Dr. Sky Experience, here at Talk Radio 77 WABC, that great station, beaming out of New York and all around the world. Lots more to say about that. But the planet Mars, as I mentioned, is a planet that obviously people will someday habitate. Right now, if you could jump on the light beam, it's a five-minute journey. Imagine that. Five minutes by the speed of light, but it would take us nine months of continuous space travel just to get to the red planet Mars. Hopefully we'll be able to get engines in the future that can get us there a lot quicker. So the Orionid meteor shower, folks, is the top event to be seen this week in Dr. Sky's opinion as we update you on the Dr. Sky experience with our Dr. Sky update, episode number two. And again, email me, drskyshow at gmail.com with any questions you have from the realms of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather. And how about this? In the news department, we've been talking about Dennis Tito. Who's he? The first civilian to go to space. He went up to the ISS and paid maybe $20 million to do about a seven-day journey onto the space station. But he and his wife are already booked a seat on Elon Musk's SpaceX Starship, which will do in at least a couple of years, they think. A journey around the moon, not landing on the moon, but going around the moon, just like Apollo 8 did back in 1968. We wish him well. But also, actor Tom Cruise, of the great fame of Top Gun Maverick, if you haven't seen the movie, great. Not a spoiler alert here, we won't tell you how it ends. But obviously, Tom Cruise is looking to do, with not only his production company, the possibility of doing maybe, who knows, a Mission Impossible type movie. Up on the International Space Station, he may get to be the first civilian to ever do a spacewalk. NASA tells us that for every hour that a spacewalker does it outside, you have to have at least seven hours of training in the large pool in a spacesuit, the buoyancy tank, an 
And imagine that, it's not for everyone. Imagine being underwater, having to wear a spacesuit, and hopefully simulate that of weightlessness. Very interesting. We'll see what happens with Tom Cruise and so many things, ladies and gentlemen, happening, happening from the realms of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather. It's my honor to have you listening to the Dr. Sky Experience on America's Talk Radio 77 WABC, where we wish you the clearest of skies, health and happiness. Dr. Sky reminds you to always remember to keep your eyes to the skies each week, trying to continue to earn the title of your navigator on the highway to the heavens. Clear skies. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.